You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your your problem. problem. Uh, can I help you? Yeah, we're looking for Hmm? costumes for HeroCon. Hero Con. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Heroes Convention. Ever heard of it? No. Well, get a clue. It's happening and it's real and we're going to it as yeah. soon as we get ourselves some costumes. Don't you know the show uh, Chicago Heroes? Uh, I think my mom watches it. It's TV's number one network drama. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I could still help you buy costumes. So what? what are you looking for? Um, I'm trying to be a paramedic. Uh, if you watch the show, you'd probably get it better, but just a paramedic suit is probably fine. Okay. Well, we've got a lot of sexy paramedic costumes. So Mm. there's like this one, which is like, it has the defibrillator, but it's like wrapped around your body in this kind of sexy way. No, 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 no. I want it to just be very straightforward. Like very much like a a paramedic. Uh, Ben, what do you, maybe she'll find what you're Yeah. I'm looking for. for a lawyer suit. Oh, okay, like a sexy lawyer. I've got like this one where like the yeah. pen kind of wraps around your body in the sexy way. I don't. I'm not looking for it to wrap around my body, but sexy's good. Do you got any with the abs cut out of it? The abs cut out, so that you can see your abs, or would you like a fake ab attachment? Whoa, both. Oh, we can do it. I, I'll I'll go dig around. I I really want to sell you these costumes. Wait, do you sew these custom? I can. Okay, can you sew me a custom, like, normal paramedic costume? Well, I can just sew custom what we already have, but I could make it less sexy. Yeah, I, yeah, I just want to look like, I just want to look like I'm in the show Chicago Heroes. I need this to be pretty authentic. Okay. Listen, uh, Marcy, let me ask you a question. The more that you cut off of the costume, is that the cheaper it'll be? No, it, it'll still be the same standard price okay but i'm getting less material but you're still car- well i'm gonna be sewing the fake abs onto that lawyer suit so okay then really- i don't want those well, sewn on i just se- just cut out the this seems like a waste yeah oh, guys seriously please i got abs please steel. what do cu- i need fake abs sewn on for just cut the shirt part out and then people can see my abs oh just please buy these costumes are you if okay we- no i i need to make money i i I get commission on these. I, if you buy, us, if we buy these costumes, will you uh, go to the convention with us? Yes, I will do anything if you buy these costumes. Will you listen to our podcast about Chicago Heroes? Uh, yeah, I'll have my mom take get, your phone out and subscribe to it right now. Yeah, I got. I'll, okay, I'm. I'm getting it out. I'm getting it okay, out. Okay, let me see the screen while you subscribe to it. Um, I don't know, Marcy. Mar, what? You what, seem like what? kind of a tryhard. No, I just, I really need the money. I, I'm trying to go to to Six Flags. Okay, well, we're going to go to Joanne Fabrics and pick up our own no. textiles and make our own no. costumes. No. So, Marcy, see you later. Oh, no. you got to take a sign. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down! Nobody 
I mean, nobody puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hello there, hero heads. May the 13th be with you, or should I say, August the 13th be with you. And welcome back to the sound waves, or should I say, the spook waves. Uh, spooky, because of course, 13 is the unluckiest of numbers. Uh, and what is most unlucky is that this is our 13th episode. Ooh, double unlucky 13. Hope that you brought your charms to keep you safe. Uh, in any case, I don't need any charms to keep me safe because I'm here uh, as your host with one of the most, but I'm also here with my guardian angel. Are you not going to say your name? I'm. Oh, yes, correct. <laughs> I should say my name. I'm Ben Flores, and I'm here with... Uh, um, you just heard her, but now you'll hear from her. I'm the luckiest co-host in the world. This is Sarah Black coming at you live from the trailer. You wouldn't believe it, but that was the third time that I attempted to record that <laughs> intro, and it was exceedingly, I mean, really, by far the best. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Uh, we're having uh, we're having fun is something that <laughs> you don't say when you are. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers creepers, Ben. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe I am just uh, maybe I'm just in a turmoil and a tumult from tonight's episode oh. of the show uh, because it really blew my mind. Yeah. Um, blew it right apart. It seems. Yeah. Close encounters of the best kind. This episode was out of this world. It was so good. I don't know how they're going to top themselves. They literally took it out of this world. Well, might I say stranger things have happened, uh, (laughs) but not many. Wait, why would you say that? I don't know. Uh, It's just a phrase. It occurred to me. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So I think we should probably start to, we should start to introduce our guests. We'll see when we end introducing our guests. But um, this person is a huge part of the CH universe. Um, She... Uh, has a, a pretty, pretty special job, I think, in terms of somebody on the set of Chicago Heroes. And I guess I'd consider her a hero myself because she has a job that I think not a lot of people could do very well. Um, and I'm going to have her explain it a little bit just because she's probably way better at explaining it. And uh, I'm just going to get right to it. Welcome to the show, Jane Whataburger. Thank you. Thank you uh, both for having me. You're I, welcome. I love talking about this show that keeps me employed (laughs) yeah so it's pretty crazy um ben and i haven't really been able to get a ton of people who are employed by the show like directly so this is a huge get for us and um thank you so much for being here um do you kind of want to explain what your role is in the ch universe sure uh so my training is in uh green screen capture art uh so i Um, put on one of those suits, you know, and maneuver around a stage um, to portray different elements of um, the shows or the movies that I work on. Um, In the case of Chicago Heroes, I play all of the special effects. Um, So all the fire, all the earthquakes, um, any crazy weather or supernatural element on the show, now, I Now, I was under the impression that that was all computer-generated. Yes, that's what they want you to think, but it's actually um, better quality to have a person play inanimate objects. That makes sense. And, yeah, and follow-up question, who is they? They, um, you know, 
the the movie industry. What big about movie. the TV industry? Well, big TV as well. It's big both. TV. It's both. They they want you to think that a computer can do the same work um, as a person, but I've been doing this job for twenty years. And you have the body for it, which is crazy. I mean, Thank it takes you. a very specific body type, um, very limber, obviously, also yes. very tall, but somehow also very short. Doll um, mask. I am mm-hmm. able to uh, elongate or compact my body as needed. Is that? Wow. She's doing it right now like an accordion, like a human accordion. At this point, it's like a subconscious tick. Um, if I am just, you know, bored, um, I will just start to elongate or compact. I knew that you bore an uncanny resemblance to somebody when you came right in. And now I'm realizing it's Slinky the dog from Toy Story. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And I wonder if those characters were also played by mocap artists. Yes, because that's, of course, one of those movies where... As far as I knew, up until this moment, I thought it was all uh, computer-generated computer yeah. animation. You know, we, uh, we really tried to get that contract um, for Toy Story. It would have been a really big boon for us. Uh, Who but, is we and us? Well, the rest of the um, motion capture artists. Okay. Um, we have a guild. Um, so we tried to get that contract, like I said, but um, Pixar decided to move in another direction, which I think has um, done well for them. Maybe they could have done a little bit better. Um, you know, in the last 20 years, who knows how successful they might be. I love cars. I like planes. Mm. I like automobiles. No, I like trains. (laughs) No idea what you're getting at. In any case, (laughs) so when you're here, um, whenever I see, um, you know, boom, splash, lightning crash, I'm seeing you. Yes, I have played... Many a lightning bolt uh, mm. for Chicago heroes. It seems like that is one, something they like to use a lot. And that makes uh, sense because your appearance is electrifying. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I, def- I definitely noticed that in um, tonight's episode, they had a lot of... Uh, they they were they were just there were a lot of shots of just the tops of buildings um, mm-hmm. and big metal spikes sticking out of the lo- lightning rods I guess would be the um, the term mm-hmm. term of art mm-hmm. uh, for them yeah um, but yeah, big metal we, spikes way, makes way more sense if you ask me yeah this episode was probably one of the more strenuous of the ones I've done so far for Chicago Heroes uh, definitely stretched my own capabilities as an artist. Um, in a way that was challenging and fun. Um, what's your favorite special effect to play? You know, I get asked this question all the time, and it's it's truly like picking your favorite child. Um, but um, an oldie but Easy, a goodie. Easy, but something you don't want to talk about in public. Yeah, basically, I'm um, I'm gonna have to go with fire. I I. Yes, that's what I would say, too, if I were you. What I like about fire is that it's very flexible. You can um, you can improvise a little bit. Some things are a little bit more um, constrained, you know, with lightning. You're in. Have you taken improv classes? I have just to put it on my resume. Oh, yeah. you got to have that on your resume. Mm-hmm. It looks better on your on your acting resume. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm putting it on my resume as I'm trying to get into the podcasters guild. And I'm hoping that will help. Mm, I have that hope for you as well thank you carry on oh uh, that was it that's all i had to say about fire oh okay wow really crazy that we cut you off at exactly the moment when you were gonna <laughs> stop talking um 
sometimes the universe smiles down on you and it just works out like that. Um, <laughs> so if fire is your favorite thing to play, then what's your least favorite thing to play, I guess is what I'm wondering. Wow. Um, you know what is uncomfortable to play is um, cracks in the sidewalk from earthquakes. It just <laughs> it takes a really long time to get in the right position. And then you only have maybe a split second to get it right. And so you could be doing cracks in the sidewalk for days truly for days to get that one shot right um and so I am a perfectionist and I like to make sure all of my art looks good um so I will insist that we stay in the studio for a week you know if necessary but I'm really interested when you say that you only have a split second to get it right you said that you're shooting in a studio but then so so do they use the take they, what am I see when I see you on the screen playing the crack from the earthquake mm -hmm. what am I seeing well, you are seeing me position my body in the shape of a crack in the sidewalk that is instantaneously being split open. Oh. When I say we only have a split second, what I mean is that um, those specific shots, when you see them on um, in Chicago Heroes, for instance, you see them moving very quickly, right? The, sh the, the crack just moves, moves, moves. Yes. Um, and so we have to build in. It's almost like, um, did you see those old... Um, Rankin and Bass movies where it's stop motion. It's kind of like that where they stop motion. So I have to move a little bit. Is that where the chickens mm. break out of the farm? Yeah, it's one of those types yeah. of movies. Where oh, Wallace see. and Gromit? Yeah, it's kind of like those. That Wes Anderson thing. Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson thing. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But I anyway, love so Grand I've... Budapest Hotel. Yeah, it was or, a good movie. Uh, no, that's, no the, uh, the Darjeeling one. That's the one I love. Mm. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> so they st so wait, so you're a stop so they ca so they're taking still photos of you. Pretty for for that specific for that specific effect. Every no, that makes is sense a because different. a lot of the other effects are similar to South Park where it's like paper cutouts of everything and it's also a little bit stop motion. Um mm -hmm. it seems like when maybe you are out of the office or there's no way the human body could transform into that. That's kind of what they do so uh, aesthetically it all kind of mm -hmm. comes together which i felt like lent maybe more of like an organic feel to you know a lot of times the problem with sci-fi i feel like is it's sci-fi or fantasy or whatever is like mm, i'm watching this i don't believe it it doesn't seem realistic to me yeah yeah and i think that's a perfect segue to maybe start talking about the episode um because i mean if you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched the show yet um i don't know why you would ever do that but uh this episode was called Let My Love Open the Pod Bay Doors. And uh, yeah, it got a little ET. That stands for extraterrestrial. Yeah, it did get a little bit ET uh, tonight. Um, and not extra in the way of um, the... Um, uh, well, it, it, pretty much when I think about it, in exactly in the way that Sarah said. Yeah, okay. She had it right the first time around. For once. Um, anyway, so this episode opens up in a very mysterious fashion. Um, a ball of fire, which obviously we now know is played by Jane Whataburger, uh, comes kind of hurtling down from the sky and goes poof, into the ground and leaves like a, a little crater and it's just like smoking and um, looks very scary. And um, 
we see kind of two boys outside. They're playing with walkie-talkies. They're walking around. They're just kind of horse-playing in the way that kids do, and they stumble upon this uh, this kind of uh, – this anomaly in the middle of the field and they're kind of like, Oh my God, what is this? So, uh, being the good little boys they are, they call 911. And, uh, I mean, then everything kind of just unravels from there. Um, but we learn after, um, there, after the, the ball of the ball of smoking, uh, flesh is taken to the hospital by Colton Smith. Um, we learned that it's an alien. My mind was honestly blown. Um, I thought that they, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think they could do it, but they did it. They pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, and I really loved it when Colton pulled up to the hospital and the chief of medicine played by Toby from the West wing, um, showed up and, uh, they were both, kind of talking and Colton's like, I have no idea what this is, but I, I I kept it alive just long enough to get it here. I use the little uh, paddles that electrify their heart and he's seems to be fine now, but I don't know what's going on. And, uh, Toby from the West wing, the chief of medicine said, son, that's an alien. That was, um, playing the, playing the alien, um, was very fun. Yeah. Uh, I I don't, I don't get to do animal or like more human type things very often I tend to do more um now would you say aliens are human not necessarily human but have more of a personified I I guess I can't think of the word but usually I play fire in rocks and so it was nice to play something that had a heart I felt like I could really connect with do you think aliens have hearts that's also a good question and how many (laughs) that's also a good question one Maybe for a science expert. So when you were playing this alien, it sounds like you were just playing a regular old human with a heart. That Well, my motivation was just, you know, wanting to understand the world that I had just dropped into and wanting to go home. Now, what Sarah just said actually makes a lot of sense because, you know, so did they overdub your performance? Because... The alien that we saw once it got into the hospital, I mean, that was a straight up cardboard cutout of E.T. Yeah. So they. Hands down. Yeah. So I only played until they get to the hospital right inside when it when it's still on smoking and stuff. So when it's basically just engulfed in smoke, Mm -hmm. smoking hunk of flesh, you don't know what it is. That was the part you did. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as. So how did you. So you played it just like a human kind of person. A human on fire is kind of where I was headed. Oh, and that's like, that's nuanced. Yes. Yeah. Like I've never been on fire, so I wouldn't know how to act. You know, when you play fire, you know how to be on fire. And this episode was on fire. Yeah. And is that how you do most acting? Like sort of, well, if I don't, if it's something I don't know, I just take two things that I do know and kind of... Yeah, together. I mean, I don't because I'm not typically acting. I'm more just portraying something that is inanimate. So even you wouldn't call it acting. <laughs> no, I would not necessarily call it acting. I, I call She's it not a member of SAG after all. No, I'm not a member of SAG. Just but you're a member of MCAG. MCAG. That's right. Motion capture caption artist guild. MCAG is right. Have you ever met Andy Circus? Um, he was the president of MCAG for about 10 years. Um, How did so- he get unseated? Well, he just decided to step down. He was getting he was getting in person roles. 
Um, and mm. so just those were taking up some of his time. I'm do skeptical. You, yeah. I mean, is that something like wh- what's your how do you guys view people who do in-person roles? Is that sort of I would no. think that there'd be a little bit of. No, there's not really tension or anything. It, um, you know, part of this industry is taking a paycheck for whatever you can to keep doing your art and listen so, I don't mean to call you out here but you're wearing a t-shirt that says Andy Circus is a sellout yeah they were just selling those at the last convention <laughs> um and this is one of my workout shirts so I just came here from the gym a likely story you're wearing, yeah I mm, yeah I don't know about that <laughs> you're wearing boots and uh big straw hat and this a glittery a, dress a tip <laughs> a glittery dress school dress one of those things you know the the glittery it's you got a bunch of glitter all over you, other than the t-shirt. I don't think I came here to be judged about how I work out. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's very fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. I'm sure you got enough of that when you were at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing all that garbage. Uh, oh, my God. Wow. wow. Sorry. Um, am I? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> so... So no tension though. Um, so have you ever tried to get an? In- have you ever done any in-person roles? Um, when I started in motion capture, I thought that motion capture would be my bridge to in-person acting roles, and then I just found that I liked being on a stage without anybody but just um, the camera person. I did. I didn't actually like interacting <laughs> with actors on set. Hang on, is that how they do it? Well, so when, when it's just you this- and a camera. It's me and a camera, and the and the the camera, the cinematographer. Um, sometimes there's a director um, who's, you know, helping with um, the script in terms of just letting me know, like, um, this is kind of what we're looking for, putting the context from the plot. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't actually like dealing with actors or actresses on set, and so I really appreciate um, these types of roles because I get to, you know, come in um, a month or so before filming actually starts do all of the special effects um, and then leave without having to interact with anybody um, actually involved with the production. So my understanding was that like when you're a smoking ball of uh, flesh and uh, Colton is taking you to the hospital and he's like handing you over. I thought that was, I thought you were being held by Colton. No. Yeah. I don't know if this was your agent, your publicist, stuff we read on the internet or or what, but we were kind of under the impression that you'd been held in Colton's arms. Well, that's what they want you to think because they want it to be (laughs) big TV (laughs) and big movie, but they want it. They want the effects to be very believable, but really I do all my work about two months before month, two months before um, the rest of filming begins. And then as Every episode, and once it's in post, if they have to have me clean up a couple shots or try some stuff, but like I said, I don't so do that. Never touched a Sprouse but brother in your life. No, no, I don't actually know them, like at all. No. Like, would they know you if they saw you, like at craft services or something? N- no, what I'm telling you is that I didn't interact with them and we did not share a craft service what about it like a like a cast party or something uh i don't really go to those you know you feel like you may not be um you know the the actors kind of hang out with themselves um the the crew kind of hangs out with 
themselves and you're kind of stuck in the middle you're not you're not really, cast or crew i'm not cast or crew so i tip i tend not to go to those types of social gatherings let's say that you were wearing a photorealistic mission impossible style mask of their mother would they recognize you then they might ask me why i was wearing a mask of their mother mm-hmm. yeah i'd be asking you that too game set match so you filmed all this stuff. Uh, you, uh, so you filmed all this stuff a month to two months before the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, b- before all the episodes, I filmed um, probably about you filmed probably about ninety to ninety-five percent of the special effects before the rest of the season gets filmed. And then, like I said, in post-production, if it seems like something's not quite adding up, um, then they can send me back out onto the stage, and I can, um, you know, do a little cleanup. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense that they would need to have that stuff done beforehand because for the actors to... It's hard for an actor to act like there's a fire if they can't see... The fire. Yeah, what a fire looks like. Yeah, they need something to react to. Yeah, and definitely I would say that in tonight's episode, it did look a lot like the actors were kind of acting in front of the special (laughs) effects. You know, like it was kind of like with like when there was a fire behind them or there was lightning happening behind them. I was kind of even thinking when you were watching it, like it looks like they filmed... Like this, it looks like they filmed this before, and then they had the actor. They projected it and had the actors act in front of it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I love the, that look. It's a great look. It's like old timey <laughs> car driving Hitchcock kind of a thing. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and there's not enough of that in TV. I I don't want it to look slick. I don't want it to look real. Like you said earlier, like especially in uh, an out of this world episode like this, like you kind of want it to look a little bit different. Yeah, let me see how it was made. Let me see the sausage. Yes. I, I don't, um, if you're going to take me to outer space, I, I don't want to be worried that I'm not going to be able to breathe up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love process. I want to see the plane as it's being built while we're flying it or the rocket ship as it were. Yeah, and this had a little bit of that kind of blending back and forth, like when they were projecting the, when they were um, projecting the rocket ship from when they went up to search for where the alien came from. Yes. Like you could actually see, it was like they didn't have a projector that could go behind the actors, so they were projecting it with the actors between the projector and the wall. So you could you're getting little hints of the light coming over their bodies and their faces, <laughs> yeah. which I mean, really, when you may, when you think about it, makes a lot of sense because like the actors are right in the action. Right. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And thank you for explaining it. Um, yeah, you're, you're welcome. No problem. We should probably talk about the people who are on the rocket ship because uh, they kind of called in two specialists, two alien specialists um, played by Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, and they kind of came in and they were like, oh, yeah, this is definitely an alien and we'll help you figure out like how to get it back up in the sky. That scene really reminded me of my favorite Will Smith song, uh, which is Miami. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just because because of the heat of the rocket ship. Yeah, the heat of the rocket ship, for sure. Um, Yeah, and they were great. And they were great. And I loved watching them, like, go up in the rocket ship together to outer space to kind of search around for, like, where did this guy come from? Uh, And, uh, yeah, it was just like a kind of, it was kind of like a buddy cop movie within the CH universe. Yeah, there was a lot of like fun sort of uh, old grizzled veteran guy, mm-hmm. young young hungry rookie guy kind of banter. Yeah, there was a lot. It was a little bit like what we see a lot of times from Sandra Bullock and Selena Gomez. Yeah, instead we're getting 
like Tommy, it was like we were getting Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith doing their version of Sandra and Selena. Yes, and I love character mapping, and I think they did just such an excellent job of that in this episode. Well, I mean, especially when they cut down back to Earth, you know, where where Will um, turned to Tommy and he said, I, hey, Tommy, I wonder what our sons are doing right now. And they cut down to Tommy's older son and Will's younger son, hanging out and having their banter yeah um, yeah, yeah. driving go-karts and then kind of smash cut to uh samantha and serena who kind of i mean the c-plot of this episode was pretty thin but they just mostly were doing banter in the um cop car as they were kind of driving around like looking like just giving out parking tickets um, which was an interesting C plot, I think. There, it was a, it was sort of a montage of like them, you know, sticking a about to stick a ticket into a car, and then somebody doing a wait, 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 coming in from off screen, <laughs> and then raising their fist like a yada as so, they would kind of go away. Uh, Jane, do you play like? Would you ever play a parking ticket? No, I typically go um for nature roles so like natural disasters natural disasters is kind of my specialty sure so what if a car had like mm, an oil leak would you play that if the oil leak were catching on fire i might play that (laughs) that's when they bring Um, in the expert that's when they bring in the expert i do have a friend who does um you know the um movie with tom hanks where there's a feather floating um through uh, what is that movie? Anyway, there's a feather floating through at the beginning. Yeah. He plays... Um, the feather? He played the feather. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would take a special a special kind of ability. Do they yeah. put him up on the Peter Pan strings to do that? Um, I think he did a little bit of that. I think, honestly, this is going to sound a little nutty, but I think he was doing the worm on the soundstage that does sound nutty but i have to believe you we may be in this biz but we don't really know a thing or two about it no and we're just trying to learn given this is a podcast we're not super visual people so it's good to have one of the masters here to tell us well, thank you i really appreciate it i don't get to talk about my work often so nobody asks you to be on other like podcasts or no this is my first one you can't tell wow that actually is such a high compliment Sorry, um, maybe that wasn't clear. You can't tell. Uh, we oh. we didn't need you to sign a an NDA. You're gonna need oh. you to sign an NDA. You can't let anyone know this was your first podcast because we kind of <laughs> it needs to be like it was a big get to get you yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. So oh. yeah, um, you actually if, if you'll see on the fine print, you actually are required to um, tell people that um, you're highly in I've, demand. And I've done multiple. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be on the episode. This part of our conversation. No, 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 no. Ben will cut that out. We have. We have tip top, tip top ship shape editing capabilities. I will, I will not tell. Thank you. Uh, and I cannot tell a lie. This episode uh, really took a turn once the guys went up to uh, to outer space. Um, they kind of, uh, they sort of uh, just stumbled upon if a rocket ship can stumble uh, into. Uh, a, a kind of like scary looking like uh, a very Star Warsian uh, kind of ship um, and they kind of entered into it and uh, f- went to see what was up. 
And if you would like to stumble upon a Star Warsian flick, uh, go to stumbleupon.com and use offer code HANSHOTSECOND, uh, where you can get a re-specialized edition of Star Wars. That's where they uh, added all those nice digital effects that uh, George Lucas worked so hard on at the end of the 20th century to put into the movie. Um, that they took out, they put those back in for you. Um, so go to stumbleupon.com um, and just click on the website, use that code, um, just stumble upon websites until eventually you get to that streaming flick. Um, back to the episode. Ugh. Yeah, so I thought it was totally, uh, when, when they when they ran into that um, Star Warsian um, ship. ship, I was like, uh, I mean, I was kind of like, what is this, Star Wars? I mean, that was what I said. Yeah, I know. Well, I would have known had I not had my headphones on and my horse blinders on. Um, oh, uh, trust me. That is that is what I said. Okay. Um, and I was trying. I wrote I it. I even, you. like, when you weren't paying attention, I wrote it down. Or, like, after I kept saying it and you kept not paying attention to me, I wrote it down on a slip of paper. And I tried to, first I tried to kind of drop it in front of you. <laughs> but you had those horse blinders on. Yeah. Is that how you watch every episode? Yeah, because I just want to be laser focused. My peripheral vision is very, very strong and sometimes get very distracted by what's happening around me. So I use horse blinders just so I'm staring directly at the screen. And everybody knows Ben and I sit side by side. We're wearing headphones on our own laptops watching the show. Fun fact, uh, Sarah, when she's driving, has never been T-boned once. A lot of close calls. Lots of head-on collisions. Wow. Um, I guess that fact's not all that fun now that I think about it. No, not really. Jane, did you play either of the ships in question? No, I didn't. Those are typically done. Um, those are done by computer. It's a bigger, uh, you oh. know, um, it's just a bigger object to play. Um, even if I'm playing <laughs> fire, I could be, you know, that part effect could be multiplied in a different in you know, all over the place. So it looks like I'm everywhere, even if I only play like one portion of it. Sure. But if you were playing a ship, it would have to be to scale. Yes. Yes. That That uh, makes sense. Yeah. It would just be tough to play a a big moving object that way, especially, you know, they're perfectionists on the Chicago Heroes Heroes production team. So that's why it's a perfect show. Mm -hmm. So they uh, um, want everything to look when, when you're in space, you they want you to feel like you're in space. Ugh, and I hate outer space. I'm sorry, guys. Outer space scares me. But this episode almost made me reconsider. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, they they put a lot of nice, lighthearted music when they have the <laughs> outer space part. Yep. Um, a lot of kind of, um, a lot of reworked Will Smith songs, honestly. Yeah. Um, so really kind of upbeat, uh, early 2000s club hip hop. Right. I wonder um, what his contract looked like to get all that in there on top of getting in the up. Ep- I don't know. Boy, what I mean, what I wouldn't give to know. Um, but yeah, but but I don't. Do you know? No, I again, I do not interact with the actors or actresses. Didn't you even want to meet Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones? I, you know, I would love to meet them in a non-professional scope. I'd love to run into them at a restaurant or a bar. Unprofessional. Yes, yes. I'd I'd much rather that environment just would be more relaxing for me. Honestly, excuse me. I, I don't know. That's not what I, what I meant. Is You can't hear me. She wants to have sex with him. Oh, yeah. That is obvious. <laughs> that is very obvious. I mean, us too, but God, you know? Yeah, totally. Imagine. I'm uncomfortable. She just dropped a... <laughs> I just noticed that a, she, a diaphragm just fell out of her straw hat that she's carrying around for such an occasion. 
Yeah, people definitely use diaphragms still. Apparently. Once you get that 20 years ago when she started becoming a mocap artist. <laughs> That's ageist. I, I don't even know how old she is. She could have started when she was a baby. Hey, um, Jane, <laughs> did you start doing mocap when you were a baby? No, I started when I was um, <laughs> 17 or 18. So. Oh, so you're like... 37 30, or 38? 37 or 38, yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. look like um you look like a mocap artist. Thank you. That is truly a compliment. Yeah. I, I work really hard on this image and this persona. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You got a face made for being painted <laughs> Not over. Not seen, yes. Yeah. So when you're playing the the fire getting multiplied, how do they how does how does that turn into the what we're seeing? that looks kind of like fire. Right. Um, so I am on, you know, the sound stage. I do, um, I'm showing you now, as you can see, these like typical fire type motions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, that is crazy. I do that for about five hours. Um, and then they take my footage and um, the production team uh, will take it back and um you know, digitize flames. And um, so I kind of have the shape and then they fill in. Um, it's like coloring in the lines almost. Um, mm. And then we'll multiply sounds, that It sounds shape. like you don't think too highly of them to liken it to a children's No, I pastime. think it's a very difficult part, especially um, someone um, like me who um, has been doing this for a while, who tends to... Um, I tend to be just a little bit looser in my movement. You'll see a lot of the newer uh, mocap artists will, uh, um, even with fire, tend to be a little bit stiffer. um, Mm -hmm. And I will Hmm. be looser pretty much right out of the gates just because it's something I'm really accustomed to. And so it's very hard work to make sure um, that all those lines get filled in um, to to an effect that is believable to the audience. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, as a podcaster with some, with a few episodes under my belt now, um, you know, I, I listen to some of these podcasts with these beginners mm-hmm. and it's like, we got to do this. We got to do this segment. We got to do that segment. Right. We got to do the next thing. We got to go to an ad. We got to go to a break. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's a, put the, put the bumpers up and bounce around. Let yourself play. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I take for granted that that's just something that me and Sarah are kind of able to do. We're right. kind of comfortable with that. And, and uh, with that, I think we're going to break uh, to have a word from our sponsor. Hey, Hero Heads, thanks for listening to this episode. As you know, our number one sponsor is you. Find us on iTunes, rate, review, and smash that subscribe button. Uh, we have a new review that we'd love to read for you this week. Uh, it comes from Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld? This is Ben's other dad. The real one. Hey, Ben, come home. How dare you abandon us? I will destroy you. You've been warned. Uncle Sunglasses is coming to get you. He will use force. You will return to us. Love the podcast. Sarah is great. Had me laughing all the way to the bank before I robbed it of all the money inside. See you soon. Uh, thanks, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, and Ben, uh, I guess it's time for you to go home. Anyway, uh, listen, rate, 
review and subscribe. It keeps us alive. Thanks. So, you know, I thought it was kind of, um, it was kind of, it just shows you the production value that this show has, that they're Mm -hmm. willing to do something like that Star Warsian ship. Yeah. That sails overhead, kind of like the the Death Star at the beginning of a Star Wars flick. Uh Uh-huh. And and just to do that, just to show like, yeah, we're in space. Um, Yeah. You know, if you, if you didn't believe that we were in space, here we are. Here's Better a big believe space, it, baby. Here's a big Star Warsian spaceship. Yep. And then it was kind of like, and then Will and Tommy turn to each other, and at the same time they say, "Well, nothing to see here." And they, <laughs> uh, and they just turned away from the Star Warsian ship. It was like, yeah, that's top dollar. Top dollar. Uh, Jane, have you ever played a comet? Yes, I have. Uh, it's been about ten years now. Oh. Um. It was one of those like end of the world type mm-hmm. Armageddon type movies, and um, was it Armageddon? Yes, it was. That was ten, ten years, years ago. ago. Wow, mm-hmm. God, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, time flies. Same. Yeah, time just keeps on. Uh, time keeps moving and uh, spinning into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that I always remember when Armageddon came out was. Because right now it's 2018, mm-hmm. and so I think okay, well, 2008. I remember in 2009 we had the big Oscars fiasco where Armageddon beat out Dark Knight, and so oh right, that's how I remember that Armageddon came out 2008. Right. Yeah, beat out Dark Knight at the 2009 Oscars. Yes, and then Ben Affleck became Batman. Yeah, which because that's the traditional thing that they do with the superhero <laughs> superhero movie is if it if it loses out at the Oscars is they they they. They make a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the actor from the winning film in the new titular role. Yeah, exactly. Like when uh, GoldenEye lost out to Layer Cake, they had uh, Daniel Craig replace Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Um, So just an example of exactly the process you were talking about. Yeah, I love the James Bond franchise of superhero films. Yeah, totally. Well, <laughs> he's the original, um, well, I shouldn't say the original superhero, but no, um, no. the second one after you our, know our who, lo- after you know who <laughs> our Lord and savior, you know, Jesus who. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he who must have three names. Uh, yeah. All right. I guess we were just asking about the comet thing because like that was that was the big turning point that Sarah was talking about was after they turn away from the Star Warsian ship and that big comet crashes into Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones's ship and they kind of the rest of the or a good portion of the rest of the episode is them like fighting for survival. I guess we kind of thought maybe you played the comet, but I guess Oh, I you guess know not. what? You know what? I did play that comet. Wow. Just a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these episodes run together and... Well, and they shoot completely out of order and they've already gotten a five season deal. So it's kind of hard probably for you to remember like what's going where and when it's going to air. And you probably did this one like at at least a few months ago. Yeah, a few months ago I was doing this season. So... um, It seems like playing a comet would be kind of easy. You just get like flung through the air pretty quickly and that's about it. it's, It's basically a pulley system and then... As I can, I'm showing Peter you Pan now. strings. Yeah, the Peter Pan strings, as you mentioned. Um, I'm showing you now. It's kind of like a f- half fetal position. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> you look like a comet. Yeah, yeah, you just curled up like a roly poly. Mm-hmm. And then shot back out. Yeah, basically, and that's that's it. That's a it's a pretty easy uh, effect 
to play. What I find so compelling about you is that you make it look so easy. You exert almost no effort. Like if I were doing that, I'd be like <sighs> every time I do something, but you sound so calm. Like you must, I yeah, mean, like I said, I, I mean, I work really hard. I'm at the gym. Like I was at the gym right before I came here. I'm at the gym uh, seven days a week, but I, I have trained my body to, um, my voice and my lungs not to, um, get overexcited when I'm in motion. Sure. Um, because you have to be able to communicate with the cinematographer and the directors um, while they're... Um, when, there, when there are directors there. When there are directors there, yes. Do you have a significant other? Not at the moment. Yeah, I would imagine that this takes up a lot of your time. Yes. What with going to the gym, what with going to work. Um, it's a very... Yes, it's a very um, regimented routine. Yeah, it seems like you've really thrown yourself into a career and not, you have no time for yourself. I, I actually feel very good about that. You know, I know that's how I feel too about podcasting. It's like I put all my time and effort into this and it's like totally worth it because it's way more fulfilling than, I don't know, like dating somebody for a few months and then finding out they're not for me or even I'd probably even getting married or having a kid. Do you agree? I, well, I've never been on a podcast before. I mean, I've, I've been, Jane. I've been to multiple podcasts, but I've never created one. Just create another eight, ten hours of editing work for me right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you earned it. The, well, this actually is a perfect opportunity then, right, Sarah? Is, will you, Jane, are you willing to take the podcaster's vow of celibacy? No. Okay. All right. Well, done. Well, remember, she's trying to fuck Will. All right. Yes, 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 yes. Meet them out on the street. Absolutely. Right. I yeah, feel very it. uncomfortable when you guys whisper because uh, I'm also in the room. Are you afraid of whispering? No, it's just I'm in the room. So, Have you ever played a whisper? No. That's a sound. Yeah, but sometimes it's a natural disaster. A whisper is a natural disaster? Yeah, like if yeah. I'm whispering, fire the nukes. Or, for example, if you are the ruling class and there's a revolution, which sounds like a whisper. No, I've not played a whisper. Mm. Hmm. Seems like something you should probably try. I feel like that's something you should try before you become too old to do this profession. Well, I guess I know the industry a little bit more than you. Oh, but, for sure. Um, so I would say whispers are not part of the mocap scope. Sound is the next big thing in cinema. Yeah. Uh, that's what we saw in uh, in Deadline. Yeah. You saw it in Deadline? Yep, yeah, in Deadline. We saw it in our Deadline print edition. From 1927. We bought a big mess of the vintage... The year Fritz Lang's Metropolis came out. Yeah. We bought a big mess of vintage uh, deadline deadline issues from um, mm-hmm. announcing the arrival... Um, announcing Fritz Lang... Uh, Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Wow. Ever heard of it? No. You have, have now. You have now. There's also a musical adaptation, um, and it's underrated. Have you ever played a robot? I don't like to. There are some mocap artists that are good, better at it than I am. Yeah, I like can... Andy Circus. Yeah. Who is a solo? I can't comment on that um, further than what I've already said. But um, some people are better at, at robots. I tend to play more natural. Nature, natural. Yep, yep, yep. natural. 
What's your what's some of your least favorite stuff that you've had to play? She said an earthquake already. Oh, the earthquake. Yeah, totally. Totally, and totally, totally, totally. I didn't totally. I don't mean to call it out, but you kind of spoiled something for us because we haven't had an earthquake yet on the show. Oh. So whatever that was hasn't aired yet. So well, listeners, I, uh sneak freaking peek. I don't want to spoil too much. But I guess I already have on the earthquake thing. Honestly, if you could spoil the entire freaking series for me, I'd totally listen because I'm just dying to know what happens next. It's a roller coaster ride. One episode after the other is just taking me for a real loop. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm just dying to know what happens next. I, I have to say, I, I actually really do love watching the show as a, as a fan because I do film oh, it. Yeah. I do film don't really have a connection to the story while I'm filming and right. so you don't even know the dialogue or anything like right. that. Right. So I te- so I you, I always watch the things I'm in just to see what that was about, you know, when I was playing fire or something and um I've really enjoyed watching Chicago Heroes. Yeah. So I mean, how does that make you feel then when you see like, oh, I think I've played that comment when the comment I know I played it. Or I mean when you're yes, like when the comment smashes into them and you see that like you see what that does, you know, see, yeah, see that. I, it's cool to see the effect of, it's cool to see actors act to my eff- effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's something I can't quite describe as a feeling. It's pride, of course, but also, um, some sort of familiarity where it seems like we've had this intimate experience, even though we were separated by time. Yeah. Um, I think I would distance. just like that. Somebody's paying attention to me. Sure. Yes. That, I think that's what I would like. And they were definitely paying attention to you. I mean, Will and Tommy Lee Jones were kind of, they're standing, clearly kind of standing in front of the backdrop that was showing that comment and yep. kind of doing a slow motion arms mm-hmm. flailing thing away from each other and mm-hmm. looking back to check where the comment was as they kind of mm-hmm. spun out into quote unquote space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're reacting in slow motion and then you see kind of um, Will Smith crash through the window of the spaceship as it's being blown up by this comet and he like floats out into space and you're like, this guy is a goner. But he sort of like stops in midair with his hand outstretched. The, everything got super silent for a few seconds. Um, and then he, almost as if there were some sort of otherworldly thing, something that we don't quite know or can't quite see and isn't tangible. Yeah. Some sort of power, um, starts pulling him back into the ship. And he, uh, I mean, it felt really unrealistic to me and I have no idea how that would have happened, but, um, the way Superman getting pulled by a string. Yeah. One arm out in front of him. Yeah. Um, and normally I'd be like, this totally takes me out of it. But there was something about it and the, the performance and the special effects that really just made it feel real and really made me invested in him getting back in that ship. I mean, especially the silent part, because they say that in space no one can hear you scream. But then I really <gasps> felt it, you know, and I was waiting for it, too, because yeah. they, at the beginning of tonight's episode, they aired that disclaimer that was like, this episode goes silent for almost nine seconds. There is nothing wrong with your television viewing device. It's part of the episode. Right. So I was kind of, when that happened, I was honestly rubbing my hands. I was rubbing my little mitts together. Yeah. I forgot, frankly, and I just, and you probably couldn't hear this because your headphones were on, but I just kept yelling, where is the sound? Where is the sound? And I was beating against my horse blinders, and that's why I have two black eyes. 
Yeah, and I have really bad peripherals, so I mean, I can bring, I can really, uh, I will often, um, not when I'm watching TV, but my peripherals are so bad, I'll often use a system of mirrors to actually amplify my peripheral vision. It's yes, so bad. I know. So, I mean, you could practically be, you know, murdering or being murdered three feet away the side of me. I wouldn't know. Um, I don't like thinking about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, me neither, but that's the kind of sick and twisted place that this show brings my mind to with the creepy um spooky stuff that they have going on not to mention it being double 13 today yeah double 13 how do you feel about that that you're on the 13th episode on august the 13th be with you you know it's so funny that you guys were talking so much about it being unlucky it's actually my luckiest number why is that um well the 13th year that i worked um was probably the best year that i worked seven years ago yeah, seven years ago. Um, That's math. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of great um, sci-fi movies coming out, uh, which is when I'm busiest. Like what? Um, oh, that's the year Close Encounters of the Third Kind came out. Alien came out that year. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I think Stranger Things premiered that year, which isn't really an... A- well, I who knows? AI Artificial Intelligence came out that year. Mm-hmm. I, I Legend... I think, yeah, I Legend Legend came out that year. I mean, talk about Will Smith. I mean, that was a huge one Mm -hmm. where he, with all the different legends and the legend laws. And and he was just saying, I legend the the whole time. Like, that was his iconic phrase that he was saying. Yeah, kind of like Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy, which also came out that year. Everybody was wearing I Legend (laughs) t-shirts that said I Legend on them. Everybody was putting I Legend Funko Pops on their desks at work. And then they would say, you legend, no, I legend legend there was that episode of the office where they went into the where michael scott came in the office and he's like a legend and the other guys are like a legend a legend i remember that one well and then i mean there was the great one i like and then honestly i feel like they made a big misstep where they tried to do the sequel playing off of the craze where they called it i legend 2 you legend and it was like Dude, that's played out. Yeah, we've all been saying I legend, you legend for years at this point. For years. I mean, this was this year. Yeah. It was like yeah. sick of these sequels and reboots. Same. <laughs> totally. Social Network came out that year. Yeah, uh, I about my favorite it. alien, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean. I didn't do a ton of work on, on Social Network. Um, well, and that's not science fiction. I mean, talk no. about science reality is but what I, that yeah. movie's about. But I was doing the ripples in the pond with the twins that were rowing. I was the the ripple in the water when oh, they were beautiful. when they were canoeing or rowing. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I guess this would have been before your time, but um did you ever get to meet the person who played the ripples in the in Jurassic Park, the in the cup, you know, like those those the iconic, iconic ripples? Um yeah, that that person um was actually my teacher. Um and his name is Steve um steve jobs <laughs> yes yes it was steve jobs wow wow not cr- that not that steve jobs oh that makes more sense yeah you're talking to the apple one i yeah i was talking about the apple one got it <laughs> oh yeah not okay. the other not one. nearly as interesting no yeah uh, uh, as the other one mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah that's about it in terms of the <laughs> yeah i mean the crazy thing was it was kind of like you know how's he gonna do it how's he gonna get back into the ship how's he gonna use this power to yeah. to get back into the ship and like um end of the episode was kind of like a big like psych 
he's he's not you yeah. know he gone um he gone. and last thing that we had was the ship shattering and flying away from them and will smith and tommy lee jones doing their silent mouthing their silent goodbyes out in space yeah, yeah. and then we got that post-credit scene um where the aliens just kind of still in the hospital and colton's lying by the bed holding his little alien hand and he says uh just hold on buddy we're gonna get you home and then it went to be continued Um, question mark question mark yeah so we'll see if they continue it obviously that's a that's a oldest trick in the book get you to tune in i mean we're gonna tune in again next week no matter what um, yeah, and so should you. Yeah, but they've used that trick a bunch of times yeah. on the webisodes where they'll kind of leave something hanging mid... They'll leave a character hanging even mid-sentence and they'll say <laughs> to be continued question mark and then yeah. try as we may to find it. There's there's no follow-up episode. But, you know, they again, they've shot these all out of order. They have a five-season arc already, so maybe we'll see it come back and say season three... Episode 12, yeah, just I, for example. I, again, I don't want to spoil anything, and I am contracted, but um, there will be some more space episodes in um, in future seasons. Nice. Excellent. And follow-up, And what have you contracted, and is it contagious? I mean, I'm under contract. Got it. Sounds gross. Yeah, n- yeah really really nasty i've heard of being under the weather but being under contract that must be a really nasty bug well and that brings us to our segment for today's episode one that i'm really excited about Uh, just like this uh, episode of chicago heroes was an homage to classic sci-fi cinema this next segment is an homage to the uh, silver screen from us over here at the sound waves yes that's right folks we're going to be playing name that flick today uh you of course all know the rules to this game and you love it uh, but i'll go over them just for all of our listeners out there in listener land so that they can play along if they want to the way that this is going to work is i'm going to play a clip from a classic uh, flick from cinema history um and it's going to be sarah's turn first and then it will be jane's turn we'll go back and forth uh and you can have an opportunity to name the flick uh and if you can name it correctly you get a point uh or should i say a, a movie point um, <laughs> You should say a movie point. And I have. Uh, And so that's the way that the game is going to work. And, uh, of course, today we're playing for... Well, I'll actually give you guys a choice. Would you prefer to play for charity or... Would you prefer to play for charity or for cold, hard cash? I'm looking at Jane to see if I can tell what she's going to say. I would prefer to play for charity. Cash. Cash. Great. Cash it is. Um, second uh, Tie goes to the second person, uh, so we're going to go with cash. Uh, so that's what we'll be playing for tonight. Um, so, we're, so Sarah, uh, you know how this works. Yep. Um, the first one is going to go to you, so let's hear our first clip. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I get it. 
You're trying to make a joke because we just talked about it, but that's from iLegend. Ooh, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Jane, would you like to steal? I believe that one is Cool Hand Luke. Mm, very close, but no cigar. Uh, that was actually Apollo 13. Failure to communicate. And you remember, may remember that's when they're trying to communicate with Houston, uh, but they're They not have a problem. They have a problem and they're not able to. Um, okay, well... Uh, all tied up at zero zero so let's go ahead and uh start off with you this time um jane in round two uh so i'm gonna play the clip and uh you'll know what to do after that which is try to name it what do you want you you want the moon just say the word and i'll throw a lasso around and pull it down this one i'm pretty sure is it's a wonderful life Ooh, that is not actually correct um sarah do you want to steal no Okay, uh, so actually, uh, what do you want? Do you want the moon? I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down for you. Um, that's obviously Moonraker. Um, I know that that might be hard to think of because we were talking about Pierce Brosnan Bond and mm. we were talking about Daniel Craig mm. Bond, but this is, um, as we all know, early Bond. Um, so that's Moonraker. John Early playing James Bond. Yeah, that's in the um, oh, the John yes. Early cover of Moonraker. I always get John. I always James get Bond. John Stewart, Jim Stewart, and. John Early mixed up all those easy three. to do yeah easy and, to do. and and you know they're they're all three in that one in Moonraker um John Stewart obviously plays the Moonraker um John Early plays Bond and Jim Stewart played uh Goldfinger in that one um <laughs> but in any case we're tied up at zero zero um nothing to be ashamed about so let's go back over to uh Sarah and we're going to start off round three uh with you let's see if we can get some points on the board one's so easy because i'm a huge nerd it's lord of the rings Mm, no dice on that one let's send that over to jane are you gonna steal that one jane actually i will not i will not steal it i mean um history rewrites itself another thing that we've talked about tonight that's from cars 2 uh that's actually where uh herbie won't let the other car pass him in Mm. cars 2 oh Um, yeah i love that scene where he's driving right down the the dotted yellow lines and says you shall not pass. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to remember that stuff when you're not actually seeing it, you know? Totally. And that's just, I guess that's the way that, I mean, Jane knows about this stuff. It's how visual effects really bring something to life. It's mm-hmm. really hard to do this stuff without the, without the visuals. Yeah. That's yeah. why people like going to the movies and not just hearing not, the movies. Not just listening to them at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would suck if you only had to listen to something and you didn't get to see anything. Totally. Um, And uh, that actually is a good uh, reminder um, for me. Um, There's uh, we have a uh, we have a uh, 55 minute Vine compilation out on YouTube that syncs up perfectly with uh, this episode of the podcast. So just go ahead and fire those off right at the same time if you're looking for something to watch while you listen. And something uh, a bonus kind of thing for you stoners out there. It also matches up perfectly with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, so uh, this one we're going to start off with uh, Jane, round four. Um, still anybody's game, okay? Yeah. Uh, that cold hard cash is still uh, anybody's to nab. So let's hear the next clip. Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you got to do? I don't want to know what you got to do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim. Fairly certain it's Finding Nemo. Mm, no way. Let's see if Sarah can steal it. Sarah, do you want to take a take a stab at stealing this one? 
I'm not quite sure, but I'm just going to try to go with like uh, a line that you just played. Maybe that's going to be it. Is it Mr. Grumpy Gills? You're totally close because the main character is Mr. Grumpy Gills. Um, you may or may not be a fan of this movie. It's Swim Fan. That's a. <laughs> oh. Of course, now you're you're both uh-huh. smacking your foreheads. You're remembering. Ay ay ay. That's yep. the scene where Mr. Grumpy Gills is swimming at swimming practice, and his swimming coach is telling him. Um, he says, "Can I get out of the pool yet? Can I stop swimming?" And his coach <laughs> says, "Mr. Grumpy Gills, you got to keep swimming." Yes. Um, because yes. any. An Ta- iconic scene. It was really the most iconic scene from that movie. It was in yeah. all the trailers. Yeah. Um, Very chilling. It was super chilling. Shiver down your spine. Yeah. But in any case, um, that one left both of you cold uh, in the points category. So let's move on to <laughs> round five and see if either of you can place. So we're going to start with uh, Sarah here Great. on this one. Sarah, this is your opportunity. And then Cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact, you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten it if you hadn't played that last line, so I'm glad you played the entire clip from that scene. It's Devil Wears Prada. You are, it is, I could tell that the answer was on the tip of your tongue, but that isn't it. Um, so we're going to, unfortunately, we're going to go over to Jane, and Jane, would you like to take a stab at that one? You want to steal? cerulean keeps jumping out at me that seemed like a very key part of that quote um so um i'm gonna have to go with jaws oh sarah was actually much closer on that one um that clip is of course not from the devil wears prada it's from pravda magazine uh, with all the Russia stuff that's going on in the in politics and everything right now, it's really important to know this stuff. Um, that's from the Russian political news magazine Pravda. That was from an audio reading of Pravda magazine. Or? Yeah, he um, gets all of his magazine subscriptions delivered to his ears via Audible. And if you would like to have your uh, uh, magazines read out loud to you, head to audible.com and use code uh collusion to get 20 percent uh more content added into your library and it's all just going to be a new u2 album well that brings us to the final round here so we're going to start this one off with jane and jane this is your last chance to get on the board um so think hard think fast think careful on this one uh we're going to start the clip off right now yes 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 oh Oh, 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 God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. (laughs) Gets me every time. Um, Do you got an answer, Jane? Can you name that flick? I want to say it's probably um, The Yes Man um starring was it jim carrey who was the yes man 
Yes, yes. Jim Carrey was the yes man. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I got it right. Oh, yeah. Wrong answer for the clip, but Jim Carrey was the yes man. Okay, so, I Sarah, won't have like to... what she's having. It's when Harry met Sally. So close. It's Mystic Pizza. Um, obviously, that's when Julia Roberts is in Mystic Pizza and... Um, she's eating the Mystic Pizza and it's so yummy. So yummy. Oh, that the other lady wants to have what she's having. Yeah, it's ah. so, yum- so yummy in her tummy and she's rubbing her tummy and enjoying it. And, the, you know, dang, everybody's looking and um, they all start ordering pizzas right after that. Ugh, yeah. I mean, that's just the first part of the clip because yeah. then they go around the whole restaurant. Everybody says, I'll have what she's having. And then and everybody's always like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh when they eat the pizza yeah making those eating sounds mm-hmm. uh, so totally um well uh, unfortunately uh, there th- there is going to be no winner neither of you were able to name a fl- well you named many flicks uh, you didn't name any of the correct ones um so i'm gonna have to keep co- to hold on to this uh cash um how much cash was it well it was i'm really glad that you guys didn't win because unfortunately i didn't have any cash and i was just really counting on you guys losing so you, you, you were, were counting on both of us getting zero points. You were counting on both of us losing, and you were the one moderating the game. I bought these questions from an extra hard question bank, uh, and I spent all my money buying the questions <laughs> to make them extra hard so that neither we'd get them. Um, and I got my money's worth. What an investment. It's time for Sarah Black, your favorite host's favorite segment. That's right. It's the Rescue Report. All right, Hero Heads, let's tally them up. Let's figure out who all was saved this episode. I don't think this is a person, but they were in the episode. They're not necessarily human. That Maybe they are humanoid, but they were played by a human, and that's Jane. The alien was our number one uh, saved thing this week along with the two boys who could have very been easily conked in the head by a falling alien so that's three total yeah because there were all those aliens that fell after the first alien and the guys were ducking and dodging them (laughs) yeah as they brought that smoking hunk of flesh back to the right hospital yeah they all could have gotten bonked in the head and gone all dizzy-eyed but uh fortunately they uh didn't so they were like championship obstacle course runners honestly getting yeah. to that hospital american ninja warrior much ever heard of it i have heard of it i have absolutely heard of it and so too might have you listeners uh if you would like to uh be featured in the if you'd like to make it into the qualifying rounds of american ninja warrior then i don't have a promo card code for you because there's nothing that's going to get you there other than hard work grit and hard work yeah so that's uh, three folks saved so far. Uh, I guess we have to assume Tommy Lee Jones made it. Or I guess if the window's cracked, he probably can't breathe anymore. And that was kind of silly of them to go out there not wearing spacesuits. And they kind of did a little bit of, I guess it would be called like in literature, like foreshadowing or something. Like where the, the when they took off, right after they took off, both their wives came out holding their spacesuits and like, honey, you forgot your suit. Oh, yeah. But then we did get to see more of their just crisp, beautiful, like regular suits that they were wearing. Um, so, yeah, I guess we don't know. So it's still only three. I'm trying to think of whom else may have been saved. Well, um, probably 
if canon is going to hold true, probably not a lot of people on that Star Warsian ship were saved. I'm guessing that they all ended up blowing up off screen. Oh, yeah. But are they people? Ugh, are they human or are they dancer? We don't know. Uh, let's. Yeah, we have to assume they died. So maybe it's only three. It might be one of our lower say rescue counts of yeah. the series so far. Which and if more of the heroes had been involved. It's yeah. honestly, it's a really smart choice. Yeah. Because it shows us how powerful these heroes really are. Exactly. Who exactly. is not the heroes of this show? Will Smith. Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. Star Warsian guys. They're not heroes. And I wouldn't even say the chief of medicine played by Toby from the West Wing was a huge hero. All he did was say, that's an alien. Yeah. he said, Send hmm. him to outer space. He said, hmm, I know it's an alien. I don't know much else. You got to call somebody else in for that. Yeah. So I guess uh, that brings the total to three. And that's been the rescue report. Well, of course, we do actually have to double that up. Um, oh, crap. Don't let me wrap that up. Ugh. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, we all make mistakes yep, every once in a while. Let's double it. That's six. Because us. All three of us were saved by watching this excellent episode of television on the small screen, um, just as we are every week, and we are humbled and thankful and honored for that. Yes. Right? Yes. Thank you. That's been the rescue report. Well, that's been our penultimate segment. Um, so let's actually go ahead and thank our guest now. Yeah, Jane Whataburger, thank you so much for joining us. You brought to light a lot of what it's like to work behind the scenes on the episode, even though uh, neither of the Sprouse twins have ever held you in their arms. It's great to know um, exactly what your arms have been up to behind the scenes. Yes, thank you again uh, so much for having me. I, I love talking about my art. And it is art. Thank you, it is. And I don't have a lot of opportunity to do it, so um, this was a perfect um, opportunity for that. And those are arms stretching out long and shaking our hands from all the way across the table. Wow. Yeah. I am elongating. So are we. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure that... um, You know, it takes all kinds to get onto this show, um, and... This time, I guess we got ourselves a little bit of a show off, but um, if I had those kind of powers, I definitely would be showing them off too. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, I got to stay in shape. I got to always be practicing and moving. That makes sense. Uh, that's why I'm always sitting. Totally. Um, also known in many kind of Eastern practices as podcasters pose. Right. Uh, so we are practicing that and yep. um, per- trying to perfect it. Yeah. You uh, guys look great. You yes. guys really do look great doing it. Yeah, my lumbar strength is deteriorating, which is the point of the exercise. Anyway, it's been a blast having you here. You've been such a good guest, and uh, we'd love to have you back sometime. Of course, I'd love to come back. Well, thank you very much. So we're going to move on to our ultimate segment here. Um, The ultimate segment, of course, is next week on. Yes. Uh, And uh, so... uh, Well, we missed the next on this time, but it's for a really, really good reason. Um, We were trying to get our costumes together for HeroCon, um, which is coming up fast and furious. uh, And we had to run Joanne Fabric because we needed to make our own costumes. And they opened at 9 p.m., so we needed to bolt like right after the episode ended to run across the lot to the Joanne Fabrics on the other end of the lot. And lo and behold... 
I mean, we get there, we we tear out of the car because we want to get there right at opening to make sure that none of the stuff gets sold out, which is like how we like to go to any store. Right. I mean, you don't want to go to the store during the middle of the middle of their opening hours because maybe they sold all the stuff that you're trying to get. Right. And then you got to wait until tomorrow. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. And so we um, peel. <laughs> that's a nice pull um, from anchor anchorman. Um, and we peel up to the door. <laughs> I love anchorman. <laughs> Well, I do too. I mean, you got Dan Rather, <laughs> you got uh, Stone Phillips, Sean Hannity, all the anchormen. Um, with their fun fact, they actually all have their require. You're required to get an anchor tattoo if you want to be an anchorman. That is a fun fact. In any case, uh, we got up to the door and we looked, and it was like silly me, stupid me, is what I was saying to myself. Yeah, and I had my headphones on, my horse blinders still. <laughs> Still on from watching the episode because we were in such a rush to get out, so I didn't even hear you doing that. Yeah, I mean, um, Sarah just about practically ran um, straight sideways <laughs> through the plate glass door. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I was just doing my exercises across the lot where you do the thing like you the do, grapevine. Yeah, the grapevine thing for like basketball. Yeah. Um, so she was doing her. She was running. She was running sideways suicides across the lot, going from parking line to parking line, back and forth. <laughs> And I was just trying to make heads or tails of this dang door signage. Yeah. Because I was like, I was looking in and I was like, huh, huh. The lights are all on, but the place won't open. The lights are on, but nobody's home. And Which is coincidentally something that a lot of people say about us some of the times. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I try to just tune it out when I hear it. Anyway, once we finally both got looking at it, we saw, oh, it's actually just 9 a.m. is when they open. And we kind of looked at each other and said, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, we don't know what next episode holds. Maybe it's another, maybe we get the to be continued to actually continue. Or maybe we don't. And either way, I'm freaking so ready yeah. uh and that's been next week on yeah short story long that's our ultimate segment and so we're gonna now move on to our ultimate and ultimate segment <laughs> um which is our ray romano memorial promo section <laughs> uh so this is just an opportunity for our guest jane whataburger um if you'd like to share anything that you've got going on coming up um from anything you- that friends have going on yeah, this is a place for you. You can either use the spot for yourself to talk about something you got going on or, or give it away to, you know, promote something that a friend has coming up that you want people to see or check out. Wow. Um, honestly, I spend so much time in my art that I don't know that I have anything. Oh, I don't know that I have anything to promote right now. Okay, so promote something for a friend. Okay, well... Um, <coughs> There is a very good um, luxury comedy improv team at the IO Theater called Two Bed, Three Bath. And you can check them out at www.twobed3bath.com. Speaking of the internet, um, another good comedy team is the Dark Web. Um, But they have an internet presence, but it's on their CIC Theater page. So check all those listings for those shows. Well, thanks very much, Jane, and I hope that people do check that out. That's, again, Two Bed, Three Bath, or The Dark Web, which you can check out uh, online, uh, and please do uh, check that out. Uh, so that has been our Ray Romano Memorial promo section, and um, as ever, R.I.D., rest, rest in, in Deborah. Deborah.
smells like courage. Yeah. Ha. Thanks very much for listening to Please Save Me, uh, the official recap podcast for television's number one show, Chicago Heroes. If you're listening to this wherever you get podcasts, please do subscribe and then go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts and throw us a five-star rating uh, and review the show. It really helps us out. Uh, And most of all, mention it to a friend. That's a great way for us to get new listeners. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Hello there, hero heads, and welcome back to the Sound Waves. August the 13th be with you, uh, or as I should say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to start, I'm, ooh, I never start this one over, but I'm going to start right over. <laughs> that was really, really bad. You're doing fine. Truly bad. Watch me do it exactly the same way. <laughs> Hello there, hero heads, and welcome back to the sound waves, or should I say the spooky waves, because August. <laughs> <laughs> the spooky okay, here waves. we go. Here we go. You're doing great. <laughs>